Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I say, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Gate 7 International, a surprise midweek edition because of all of the DMs and comments I received after this Greece-Montenegro match. But before we get into all of your comments, all of your voice notes, guys, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to keep up to date with the latest G7i content and help us build this red and white community that continues to grow by the day, follow us on all social media platforms and hit that subscribe button right below, right there, and stay up to date with everything. Now, boys and girls... This is not a pre-scheduled episode. This is something, like I said, that we're I'm doing just kind of out of the blue. After the Greece-Montenegro match, just as happens anytime the ethnic key has a bad result, people get a little bit upset. And in this case, my DMs were flooded. You guys had a lot to say, a lot of questions you wanted to see that if the data supported it. That's what I'm here to do. I had so many of them. I was going to do a big Twitter post uh, with everything, all the data. But you know what? This is probably going to be easier and better. So you know what? Let's just get into it. But before I get too far into it, what I would like to do is just remind everybody. Gus Poyet has been in charge for just two friendly games. Okay? So I'm going to need everybody just to calm down. For those of you that are fired up and probably waiting to hear the ammunition I've got so that you can go off about Bacasetas or Pavlidis, Pujalakis, Siopis, whoever, simmer down a little bit. This is only two friendlies, and it's the first two friendlies Poyet's in charge of. Let's see if he learns the lessons from these friendlies. Let's see if he takes the good from Romania along with the bad from Montenegro puts it together and figures out, Hey, this works. This doesn't no reason for people to start having meltdowns already after two friendlies. Yeah. The Montenegro game was bad. It was awful. One of the worst performances I've seen Greece have. And that's saying something because Van Chip had quite a few of those. It was really bad, but it's two friendlies and it's his first two friendlies. Let's wait and see how he approaches the nation's league before we start to panic. All right. Moving on to the game, guys. We have to set aside some of the vitriol, some of the hyperbole, and really look at what happened in this game. I a lot of you were telling me that Montenegro was they were all over us. Montenegro was doing this. We were getting dominated, this and that. Look. I know that some of these bad plays here and there can create this halo effect, this type of bias where you see this one bad thing and then everything that you see then is affected by that. 
but we had almost 70% possession for the entirety of this game. Montenegro did not dominate us in possession. In fact, they weren't even really that effective getting forward on us, as effective as some people made it seem. Okay, were they able to cut through our defense here and there? Yeah, on occasion. But where they really endangered us this game was on set pieces. Their most threatening chances all came off of set pieces. Hell, even the goal, technically, was directly from a set piece. That was from a goal kick. So if we're being honest with ourselves here, Montenegro didn't threaten us in the run of play, okay? They threatened us on set pieces as they got forward because we made stupid fouls. We had a lot of mistakes. Look, it was a very physical game, guys. It was very, very, very physical. Too many fouls. I don't think I've seen in under JVS any game where we had it. There were as many fouls called as this. It was uh, it was bad. It was very rough, very physical, and the stats reflected that. And I think our players might have struggled a little bit with that as well. Not that that's much any excuse. You have to you have to adapt. These are professionals. They have to adapt when something happens. And I don't think they adapted well. A lot of the guys got quite frustrated, unfortunately, and it was reflected in their play. But more specifically, if we go kind of half by half, there's nothing that I can say that will disagree with most of what you guys said about the first half. The first half was awful. I mean, it was really bad. Despite us having well over 60% possession on average for most of that half. Yeah, there were times where they started to gain the ball here and there, but it was over 60% for us for the first half. Uh, and we couldn't really manufacture anything in the final third. I mean, the final balls were just not there. Creative passes were not connecting with, with individuals. They weren't. Um, you know, between Belkas, Belkas had one nice ball, uh, nice through ball that didn't quite connect uh, with with Liratsis, or sorry, Pacaseta, or um, Bujalakis had a ball that didn't quite connect with Liratsis. Pacasetas had a nice ball into Duvicas, who thought maybe he could dribble through three people. So there were a couple of those. Um, some instances, uh, we had. there were actually two blocked shots in that first half as well. I know technically there wasn't really a shot that was near frame until the Yakumaki's header, but no, we did actually have two shots that went off in that first half, but they were both blocked shots. One was Pavlidis. He had a ball played maybe about five meters away from Bacasetas, and he took a turn and shot. It went right on the defender. Bacasetas had a similar instance later on in the first half as well. Other than that, our press was high, and it was re really intense, more intense than it was against Romania. Against Romania, we were at little over 10 to 11 PPDA, so passes allowed per defensive action. We were under 10 for this entire game. In some moments of this game, it was at under five. The Prince was quite intense. We were going for their throat. Our issue in this game, it wasn't with the strategy necessarily that Poyet had in play because that was in effect. It was with some of the individual things that happened and with possession. The press was better than it was against Romania, and we still employed more or less the same game plan, the way the way the wing the wingbacks were overlapping and how the mid the deeper midfielders were trying to pick out some of those longer passes, namely Bukalakis when he was spreading the ball around. 
And that happened in the first half. But the problem was that final ball. The final ball, the, the really creative passes weren't there. Bukalakis made one pass, one creative pass the whole game. But we'll get we'll get more on Bukalakis later. In the second half, like I mentioned, the press was was pretty high. It was, again. Um and but we saw kind of much of the same thing before the subs. Ball movement here and there, a couple of mistakes, somebody giving possession away cheaply. Montenegro would get the ball, go to for a set piece and endanger us. Then we get to the goal. I don't think anybody was surprised. I mean, the game just was ugly, and I felt like I mean, I didn't watch the game live, I watched it on replay. But if I was watching it live, I would have felt like something was coming. I mean, you just there was I you didn't have any confidence in those players that were on the field. You know, I mean. And it's not like this lineup was much different than the lineup that we saw against Romania, but there were a couple of big changes. Namely, the inclusion of Bacasetas instead of Madalos, Pavlidis instead of Yakumakis, and Duvikas instead of Nimño. Only three major changes. But I think those three major changes did have an impact on the cohesion and the creativity that we saw in the first game. And perhaps that explains why we didn't see it in this. The second half was no different from the first half in that regard. We didn't see a lot of it. And then, of course, the goal comes. And that goal was just a comedy of errors. The goal kick from the Montenegro goalkeeper goes about to half field. And it starts with a poorly positioned Bukhailakis to challenge for that 50-50 ball in the air. He was about a step behind, and then, of course, the ball's coming, and he just goes up to try and make some effort. Then Siopis is behind him, positioned almost perfectly for to, to go for the, the loose ball as a result. And he's hesitant. He kind of waits a second or two before he decides to, to run towards where he anticipates the ball's going to be and where the other Montenegro player is. And because he waits that second or two, he then gets himself caught in between two Montenegro players. The one that's closer to the touch, the end line and, or the touch line, I should say. And then one that's in the middle. Of course, the ball gets played. The, the, the Montenegro player in the midfield then plays the ball forward. And then this is where we get into trouble because when he gets the ball and plays the ball forward, that's when the ball gets cut through Mavropanos and Khadzidiakos and the goal gets scored. I saw some people blaming Liratsis for that. Yes, that was Liratsis's man. He was he was marking him and then the his man makes the run in behind Mavropano when the through ball is played. Liratsis probably should have been running with that man. But depending on the scheme, the defensive scheme and run of play that you're that you're playing, you're supposed you can pass those players off. Usually that happens. In this case though, Liratis didn't have anybody else to mark. So that it was the only person. He should have gone with that man. But at the same time, Mavropano, that was not when he saw the guy running and he did see him running inside. He should have known to cut that. Him and Hadzidiakos, but they 
Mavropano kind of just goes to ground and Kadidiakos just stares there. Not not the best from them. Not uh, at the same time, though, it was a good ball played through. Lirati should have followed. And then we have the goal. Plenty of blame to go around for all of them. And it's not solely on Lirazis. But that was the goal. Then after, of course, the goal, we get some substitutions. Yakumakis comes on, Madalos comes on, and Hadzi Giovannis comes on. Immediately, we then get our first and only solid opportunity of the game. That comes from Abakasetas Ron down the left. He plays a decent cross into Yakumakis, who just didn't have his body turned enough to goal to really get that shot on frame. And that was our that was our best opportunity, our only real clear opportunity of the night. Um, uh, Belka had a lovely little attempt in stoppage time. And a lot of people talked about that, how, you know, that could have gone in. We should have had, no, guys. First of all, that angle he was at, he got a lot of curve on that, which credits to him. That's was a lovely take. But a shot from where he was at the edge of the 18 like that on the far left corner, that angle's tough. I mean, 0.03 XG from that attempt. It's If it would have gone in, it would have looked beautiful for a reason because it's not a shot like that's not made very often. So all in all, despite the fact that the substitutions made things a little bit better and we finally started to generate some threat, it wasn't enough. And then even the substitutions that Poyette made after the fact, it wasn't enough to get the job done. And it never felt like we were going to do anything, even, even with those subs. They, they tried to do what they could, but nothing materialized. And that was the game. Disappointing, 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 especially with how excited we all were after the first half of Romania. But it's tough, and I'm not going to dwell on it too much because I believe it was a an important learning experience for Poyet. It was important for him to see what JVS's core players actually offer this team. And if he wants to learn from from this, it's that they're not to be the core of this team. They're not. They they can have a part, maybe a substitute part you know, a bit part, but they shouldn't be the core of this team. And I hope that he's learned that. But we'll see. Like I said, guys, it's too early to start panicking. Let's hope he learned his lesson, and then we can make the judgments when Nations League comes and when we perform in Nations League and if we see that he's made the correct adjustments based on that. The coach has already said that he's not tied down to a single 11, that the 11 can change. Starting 11 can change. Captain can change. It can change. It's fluid. You like to hear that. You do like to hear that. Because with JVS, it wasn't the case. So I'm not going to panic yet. And I'm not going to devote much any more time to the post-match itself because there's a lot of stuff that you guys wanted me to get into, specifically with certain players. And that's how it's going to start. There were two players that you guys filled my inbox with voice notes you name it first one is Bacasetas 
everybody's asking me how many how many forward passes did he have back passes uh he how many giveaways did he have i mean everybody everybody was asking me stuff about about Bacaceta. so the question is how poor was his performance and i'm going to be honest with you guys it wasn't great let's let's be honest with you there it really wasn't great and you guys know my opinion on Bacasetas. I don't think he's the 10 that this team needs. I I don't I don't understand why he became a core part of this team and unsubable part of this team under JVS. It still makes no sense to me. Uh he's he still has the lowest offensive creative to statistics of anybody that plays a 10 for Greece. Um I mean, and that's evidence of just this last two friendlies. 130 minutes he's played, and he had one attempted through pass. Right as a number ten, you, you're the guy that's supposed to have that vision. Cut the defenders, look for the runs. One, one, and he's actually playing the central role. Matalos in the last had similar minutes in these last two friendlies. Five of them. Pelkas had seven attempts. Now, did the did Pelkas and Matalos connect most of them? No, but it's the thought that counts. They're seeing those runs, and it's no coincidence that when Madalos was playing the 10 in the first half against Romania with Belka, that we saw a lot more of these openings because they were watching the runs. Right? Doesn't it make a little bit more sense? So from the get-go, guys, don't you can't expect Bacasetas to have this impact on the team. And some people that were seem surprised that he played so bad because they thought he had a great qualifying campaign with JVS. I don't know what you watch because Bacasetas just isn't creative. And we have to stop acting like he's going to be and stop being surprised when he plays bad because it's not part of his skill set. He's a system guy and he plays well at Trabzonspor because people can play off of him well. He's not an innovator. You can play off of him, which gives him space, which is why he scores goals. If you have guys that are willing to run and can make, make things happen around him, it frees him up and he'll be able to score those goals or play those assists that are right in front of him. That's the type of player he is. He's a system guy, not an innovator. So I'm not surprised. And you shouldn't be either. Now, for those saying that it was one of the worst performances from Bacasetas they've ever seen, he's he was garbage, blah, blah, blah. Look, guys, he. some of you said that you thought maybe he had a 50% pass accuracy. I don't know where that's coming from. 49 attempted passes and he completed 44, 90% pass accuracy. So I don't really know where that's coming from. He did lose the ball quite a few times on the dribble. He didn't win much defensively. I mean, he had two interceptions. That was the only positive defensive action he had were those two interceptions. He lost pretty much every duel in the air, on the ground, you name it. Couldn't dribble past anyone. And of course he didn't have any impact on the game, but he, I didn't see where he was giving balls away while passing. I mean, we can joke about his forward passes, of course. I mean, sure, he only misplaced five passes, but they were five of his only forward passes that he misplaced. 100%, 100% pass accuracy going sideways and backwards, but uh, struggled a little bit going forward. But again, he he... There were some instances where people played off of him. Like I said, he had a great ball to Duvikas. He's the one that played the ball to Yakumaki. So he did do a couple of nice things. So I think 
he has become such a polarizing figure because of what we see we have in other creators, like guys like Mada, Los Pelcas, Fortunis, especially when he's available. But yet, Bacacetas continues to get chosen and gets continues to be put in positions like this where he can't succeed and he's doomed to fail. So this is one of the reasons I mentioned that I think some people were being a little bit dramatic or a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hyperbolic, a little too much vitriol. Bacacetas was, was not good, but it's not worse than what we've seen from him already, if that makes sense. But again, I'm not going to disagree with a lot of you that said he shouldn't be he shouldn't be a core part of the team. Yeah, I agree. There's better tens. Shit, when Fortunis comes back, even if he's not playing, he's a better ten. That's just the way it is. Now there was another player that all of you had issue with. And this one I don't think a lot you guys were being as dramatic about. And that's Pavlidis. What is this guy's purpose on this national team? I mean the guy does really well in the Netherlands, but he can't score, can't do doesn't act like a number nine at all. I mean, his performance was utter dog shit. Excuse the profanity. Dog shit. I mean, I don't understand how as a player, uh, a, a guy that's supposed to be a hold-up guy, a hold-up player, a number nine, you only receive the ball four times in 70 minutes. Your team had 70% possession for the game, but you received the ball four times. You attempted 10 passes, barely 15 touches on the ball. How is that possible? That either means that you're not getting into open space, getting involved in play. I mean, you're doing something wrong. And boy, he he did do he did do a lot of stuff wrong. It, it was bad, guys. I mean, 36, this man had 36 actions, total actions in this game. Nine of them successful. Seven of those nine were passes lateral. Didn't do anything else. Couldn't dribble past anybody. Couldn't make any a lot of runs. The way things are, we have a lot of forwards that look decent, that are in form, just like Pavlidis is. You know, let's not forget I know he's going to the MLS and he probably won't ever get a call up for Greece. I'm done with the Pavlidis experience. Bring up Funtas. Pavlidis has shown he can't offer this national team something. He has to play behind the striker for us. I don't know what it is. That's just how he is for us. If he wants to be a sub, maybe you want to try to bring him on, change it up a little bit, fine. Want to play him behind the striker instead of Bacasetas? Okay, fine. Because that seems to be the only place he's useful for us. He offered us nothing. And he continues to offer us nothing as a number nine. We have other players that are better. Tuvikas, Yakumakis. As far as I'm concerned, Yakumakis should be the starter. He should just be the day in, day out nine for us. We have players that can give him service. And he actually will fight with defenders. But really doesn't fight with defenders. He looks weak. Not what this team needs. Not at all. Now, besides Pavlidis and Bacasetas, you guys had a few other requests for me. Some of you had some complaints about Pujalakis and Siopis. 
And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I mean, Bukalakis, I, people complain about him all the time. This is nothing new. But Bukalakis and Siopis were not even close to being the problem in this Montenegro game. They didn't act any differently than they did in the Romanian game. I mean, in, in fact, it was the very similar statistics. I mean, both of them, very high pass accuracies. Siopis was over 90%. I mean, he doesn't make passes usually that are more than five to eight meters, but I mean, he does his job. His job is to win the ball and give the ball to somebody else like Bukhalakis. And Bukhalakis plays the Jan and Vila role for this ethnic Yomada. I mean, he was switching the ball around constantly. And even he was in the high 80s. As many through balls attempted as Bacasetas. Between him and Siopis, 12 interceptions and almost 20 ball recoveries. Those guys in both games were doing their defensive duties in the midfield. They're both sixes. They're not, yeah, they're not the most creative. Maybe we could use somebody that is a little bit more creative at deep. But if you have a real 10 playing in front of them, Buhalakis is enough. Him and Siopis. Siopis' energy and Buhalakis' ability and accuracy to spread the ball around, that's enough if you have a real 10 in front of them. But Bacasetas is not a real 10. And you put him in front of them, you put him in front of any any midfielders that we have as long as there's no 8 in there. Or 10 with box-to-box ability. Then we're going to have problems, especially on the creative front. So for those of you that were complaining to me about Bukalakis and Siopis, I'm, I'm sorry. it's They're not the problem. They are not the problem at all. Not even close. Uh, now, some of you uh, brought up Liratzis. Look, guys, I understand what you. I understand why you were upset about the goal, and uh, but I thought he had a great debut. I did. I thought Liratzis looked great getting forward. You know, a little timid here and there, but he he's he's young kid, man. You're gonna expect that. I'm glad he got a run. I thought he looked great. I, I want to see more of him. You know, I want to see. I thought, you know, between Rota against Romania and him, man, here I was thinking we had no right backs at all that could do anything for us except maybe Salyakas. But no, I mean, both of these guys, I'd like to see, I want to see more of both. I want to see more of Rota despite some of his defensive liabilities. And I want to see more of Liratis. I mean, Liratis, I think, could be great for this team going forward. I really am excited about him. Great player. Duvikas, a lot of you guys were disappointed with Duvikas. Look, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys right now, those of you that were telling me Duvikas isn't talented, he's, he's a dumbass, you're wrong. He's a talented player. He is. He did hold the ball too long on a few occasions, but the, the quality is there. I don't think it helped that Pavlidis was there and not really helping him, but Duvikas was making the runs, guys, and that's, that's half the battle, somebody making the runs, getting open. So I will say this, uh, in in this game, we did not have a real winger, a real out-and-out winger. We had Belkas, who's definitely more of an attacking mid, inside winger. And and Duvikas is a forward, a forward, but I see him more of like a striker. This team was really missing a Masuras in this game. Having Masuras would have really helped. I think it would have helped a lot, especially on that left side. I didn't see Pelkas and Timikas working as well together as I would have liked. I think Masuras would have been really helpful. And the team was missing that. But he'll be available, I'm sure, the next go-around. 
And lastly, you a lot of guys brought up Timikas. A lot of you weren't happy with Timikas's uh, play. Look, guys, Timikas had the most touches on the team. 84% pass accuracy, seven receptions, nine ball recoveries, won the majority of his defensive duels. Okay, he was kind of bad in the air, but a couple of crosses into danger areas in the offensive third. He he did what you want a wingback to do. I mean, he did what was asked of him. Didn't allow too many dangerous attempts on his side. I mean, he was he was good. Look, I, I know the expectation is he's our best player, and you expect a lot of him. You expect him to be winning us games. I get that, but he didn't have a bad. It wasn't a. It wasn't his best game. I okay, sure, but it wasn't a bad game. Timikas did his job like he always does. I get that some of you maybe wanted an assist out of him or maybe wanted to see him take a couple people on. It's not going to happen every game from your wingbacks. Your wingbacks have to provide service. He did. He provides service. He had almost a half dozen balls sent into the box. What more do you want? What more do you want from him? Again, he's not the problem. (laughs) I, I get that when you're upset, you start looking at everything, but he's not the problem. Duvikas is not the problem. Wasn't helpful this game. Maybe, maybe we'd have, if Limnio was playing, maybe having a true winger, out and out winger, might have been more helpful. Possible. I understand that. But Tuvikas wasn't the problem either. The most of the problem occurred primarily with two players. I can't function in this four three four three three system. At least from the looks of the these friendlies. And those two players are Bacasetas and Pavlidis. They both look like fish out of water. Pavlidis, just because I I have no idea what role he can play for the national team. When he came on the second half of Romania, things turned for the worse. Same thing with Bacasetas. Things things turned for the worse. These guys hold the team back. Maybe they can't play the role that Poyet wants them to do. I don't know. Maybe we're asking too much of them. I have no idea. But right that right there is the issue. I don't think it's Duvikas, although he was part of the change, and maybe you could say that. There's an argument to be made for that. I just don't think so. I think part of the issue is Bavlidis and Bacasetas, they're fish out of water, and I don't think they can function well in this system. I don't think they function well in many systems. There's there's very specific niches that they function in, and we can't replicate that. And if we can't replicate that, they're not going to do anything for us. And if that's the case, you have to pick the players that work under the system. Move on from them. Pick different players under the system. That's how it is, guys. That's how it is. For those of you that brought that up in your DMs, in your voice notes, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Before I close up, I just want to say one more time, guys. Calm down. It's going to be okay. These were just the first two friendlies in charge. Some of you saying, oh, you guys happy we cut JVS now? Two friendlies. Relax. Relax. It's not like when JVS had three games in charge at the end of a qualifying campaign, they, they look great, and then he just like does a 180 in the Nations League. 
complete 180. Starts icing out certain players for other players, and then we look like shit against Moldova. Relax, guys. Let's see what he actually does in the Nations League before we panic. Anyway, thank you, everyone who's been listening, especially if you made it this far. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that this was what you were looking for. For those of you that DM'd me uh, right after the game, I hope that I was able to, at, at the very least, temper your frustrations. I know it's tough when the Ethniki loses. I know we haven't seen much to give us hope since you know, 2014, but I really do hope that this was, this kind of enlightened you. Maybe, maybe made you think a little bit more about the performance, think about what you saw and maybe think about which players actually were and weren't as good as you thought they were. And don't forget, of course, as always guys, don't forget to that like, and subscribe button, help us grow this community because the bigger this community gets, the more things we can do with it. And the bigger Libyakos gets as well. We're helping in the growth of the red and white community, which helps Olympiacos. Remember that. Everything we do here benefits the club. So until next time, guys, this is Gate 7 International. By the fans, for the fans. We'll see you next time. Oh,